Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. We are a show founded by veterans and hosted by veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with the Misfit Nation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on, share some of your tips with the audience to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you're a veteran, first responder, or Gold Star family, we would love to have you come on and just share your story with the Misfit Nation. We always have time for you. Reach out and we will get you on. If you are feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle or are embarrassed to share that with them, please dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast apps and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. That's the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell. This will keep you up to date with all of our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Electrocast Media and About Face Radio. This will keep you up to get to us and learn more about our great guests. Speaking of which... Our next guest has been a gym owner and trainer for over 10, over 10 years with Evolved Gym in Huntington Beach, California. He also is the host of the Over Fitness, Over 40 Fitness Hacks podcast. He has the desire to help those over 40 stay in shape without losing their social life. So without further ado, let's welcome Brad Williams to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Brad. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Rich? Thank you so much for that intro. Uh, that's awesome. It's great to have people on here that are in this industry as well, and also doing great things for others. So, Brad, I, I gave a tiny little in, introduction about yeah. you there. I'd like you to expound upon that and give the Misfit Nation a little bit more about Brad and and how you got into fitness, into the fitness industry over a decade ago, and where it's taking you now. Absolutely. Uh, just first, let me start out by saying, Rich, uh, you know, just thank you for your service, and you know, most of your audience being in the military, we thank you. Um, and uh, you know, kind of just going into a brief background of, of myself being in the fitness industry. Um, my dad was a medical doctor, um, recently retired. Mom was a nurse and just kind of in the, you know, the sports and fitness minded family, you know, my whole life. 
and uh, moving on to uh, Long Beach State for business. I always know I wanted to open up my own business. My brother actually helped me out after various jobs. We opened up our first gym, Evolve Gym in Huntington Beach. And I just found a passion for, you know, personal training, helping people, helping people become functionally fit, you know, not the, the bodybuilding style that you see, which is fine for some people. And I used to be into that. But mine was more of just, you know, getting people as healthy as they can be and then kind of worry about aesthetics later. And over the course of the last, uh, you know, 13 years, I think I've been uh, a gym owner with over three locations and over 60 different personal trainers that were, you know, renting space at any given time. Kind of just how hard and what struggle it's been and, and just in California in general of running the business. I'm sure, you know, some people may uh, contest that, but um, and then, uh you know, dealing with just the, the competition here in Orange County. We're kind of, everyone kind of claims they're a fit capital of the world. Well, we, I mean, we, we must be up there somewhere on the, the top 10 or 20. And there's just competition everywhere. So just all the life experiences, entrepreneurial experiences, and um, and thus, uh, you know, having some injuries myself. I wanted to touch on that a little bit too with your audience. Um, probably about four years ago, just never have I hurt myself, you know, training myself or training anyone just but accidents happen being a gym owner I'm the bookkeeper the accountant the bathroom cleaner the marketing guy everything and uh, just moving heavy equipment you know with dollies and stuff and just things happen and you know one of the time one of the days I was moving some equipment into my truck with some friends and I tripped holding a 40 pound rack and uh, lunged out really deep and caught myself you know I usually pride myself on balance because I train my clients on that as well which, okay, that may not have been the greatest thing, but the worst thing was I held on to it just by instinct, just like I would hold on to something. I don't want it to fall and just blew out my L5S1 right then and there. Oh, wow. And so over the last four years and two back surgeries later, you know, just kind of, you know, my my thought process and the way I train and see health and fitness has just dramatically changed. Um, and, you know, I've had to struggle to recoup from that and learn in different ways. And now my mindset is more of just, you know, I'm over 40 now, which is why I started my over 40 podcasts. Um, have real passion for helping those. And that's, that's just kind of my clients have always been that age group since I've started. But now that I'm the over 40 fitness trainer, you know, I'm struggling just like anyone, you know, the aging process sucks. My body's falling apart. You know, I do everything and my diet used to work and now, I've ha now it's slipping away. So I've got to, you know, manage that. And then, you know, I'm a, husband and father, you know, and work and, you know, just all the things I think your audience, you know, can relate to and just, you know, my show and my whole reason for keeping going in the fitness world is just, you know, I refuse to quit. And uh, I just want to get my message out there and help people. But my main thing is, you know, I like to have a social life and I'm not that militant boot camp instructor or uh, bodybuilder. You know, mine is more about functionally fit, feeling good. That's most important, especially for anyone who has any injuries. But uh, also, you just got to have fun, too. So that's kind of my my theme and my background in a in a nutshell, Rich. Definitely. And that's awesome. <laughs> awesome background right there. And I know a lot of people listening to this will understand the, the injury portion of that since we all have gone through it. And uh, most of my former soldiers are now creeping into their 40s, too, as well. So, I mean, I'm I'm up over 50 now and everything, everything that hurt back then that I didn't think meant anything really hurts now when I do stuff. So you learn lessons through life like you did when you hurt yourself, hurt your back pretty bad there. And uh, that's a horrible injury. Back injuries are horrible. And uh, it's not a lot they can do with it without surgery or a lot of uh, physical therapy, I guess, heating pads and chiropractic visits. But 
you were able to sustain and come through it. Uh, and that that's that's a testament to you and your uh, challenge, your challenge accepted mentality. There, saying, "Hey, I, I got this injury. I'm not going to let it hurt, hurt me and ruin my life." Because you have not just you, you have your family and then the business to run as well. So, kudos to you for that. Yeah, thanks. And and you know, go going through something like that. You know, I had the sciatic, which I'm sure a lot of people listening have had that in some way, shape, or form. But you know, when you're starting to go down the pain scale of level you know, two to five to 10, then I start skipping by tens and going to 20 to 30 to 40 to 50. And that's, you know, for some people, you know, PT and Cairo uh, work. And in my case, I just did it for as long as I could. And eventually just, you know, I think I listened to one of your other episodes about the the guy talking about vitality and, you know, that's kind of really resonated with me too, because that's kind of my mindset. Now I really like to talk to that uh, individual, but, um, you know, I chose the surgery route just because, you know, at some point you gotta, you gotta fix the pain or else <laughs> I don't know what would happen after that. But, you know, four years, four years, uh, after, after that, and I built my body back up and I've definitely toned down what I do for myself. I train myself more like I train my, my over 40 clients now. So I've, I'm <laughs> in the same group and more, more worried about balance and, and, uh, just feeling good overall than, you know, just worrying about aesthetics only. You also understand what can happen if you go too far now. So you have that mindset where if I hurt me and they see me in pain, it means they don't want to trust me anymore to help them live that pain-free life. And uh, I think that's what the episode with Vitality was, leaving, living that pain-free life, finding the problem and not just putting Band-Aids on it. And like you did, you did surgery to try to get rid of that pain at the source instead of keep putting Band-Aids in different areas through chiropractic, through physical therapy and other other areas that people would would go to for help in those in that instance. Yeah. And, and I still do that. You know, I treat your body like a temple. I have, I, I go to a chiropractor. I've got, I have the luxury of having a physical therapist inside my gym right now. And, you know, they immensely helped me even prior to surgery, just even getting to that point, you know, strengthening my body, core, spine, everything. And then decide to do that. But more importantly, afterwards, you know, protecting everything and, you know, doing everything correctly and, going through the process of that. And so now I'm at 42 right now and just, you know, you know, the human beings, I could see living to a hundred, 120 within my generation, you know, you got to have a body that can take you there too. So be careful, everyone. <laughs> Definitely. You don't want to treat your body like a playground for your whole life. <laughs> a lot of us do that up and through our twenties and thirties, military people probably do it into their forties. And then they realize what happens when you, you stop treating it like that and start to, try to heal and do other things. It's a hard work and a hard fight to come back. Yeah. And I think now, uh, you know, I've always, I've always trained for functionality as well. You know, just a lot of balance and protecting joints and everything, but learn to just really tone down, you know, the weights and, and focus more on the, we call it in our, our profession time under tension, or some people know it as like doing negatives, you know, not just pushing something or squatting, you know, pressing something up, but also slowing that weight down and recruiting more muscle fibers, taking your time. It's a better, more quality workout, and you can use less weight, thus helping protect your back in my case, or, you know, joints, hips, ankles, and, and such. So just kind of that uh, philosophy and mindset is, is really where I'm geared toward uh, my show as well. And, you know, I've got a million different balance exercises and, tips and tricks for, you know, diets and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't really know, you know, what you wanted to dive deep in today, Rich. I think uh, talking about uh, 
I guess, recovery from the injuries and, and getting that balance back in the joints. A lot of uh, a lot of listeners have bad joints due to uh, time underweight, I like to call it here. And it mm-hmm. went from military life, carrying that big rucksack on your back with probably three quarters of your weight on the back plus your weight for all the distances. And then realizing as you get older, you all the damage you did to yourself doing that. How can they work that work that damage out and maybe get their joints back to where they need to be? Yeah. So, you know, obviously we, we kind of in physical therapy, we've, I've had a lot of mentors that have taught us all personal trainers as well. Um, you know, just the kinetic chain of your feet all the way up. Um, if you have a, an injury such as mine, you know, you got to put a little bit more focus on that spot along with starting at the feet and ankles. So a lot of stuff we do at, at our gym and is, uh, you know, doing balance, balance type activities and ladder drills to help strengthen the ankle and, and muscles around the knees. And then a lot of, you know, a lot of, I wouldn't say trainers, but a lot of clients going to like boot camp type places where maybe they're not being uh, watched over as carefully. And, you know, there's a, there's a price tag that goes along with that. That's why it's cheaper and more affordable for everyone. But uh, you got to be a little bit more mindful of what you're doing because they're not staring at everything you do. And you may be, you know, neglecting muscle groups and doing things incorrectly. And, you know, the biggest thing is uh, with clients like uh, that come to me, they're used to a certain routine that maybe they were doing at the chain gyms or maybe they have a home gym. And that's one of the worst things you can do is doing the same thing every time. You know, one, you want to shock your body. So it's always constantly trying to, you know, figure what's going on and you get more benefit and bang for the buck for your workout. But two, just doing something like a simple, uh, you know, leg extension. If someone has that at home or they're going to do that at the gym, doing that, you know, two, three times a week, every week over time, that's not a, we call it an athletic position, you know, sitting down with your, with your feet up while you're hinging at one spot, you know, over time that can do some damage to your knee because it's not a closed chain exercise. It's open chain, we call it. So closed chain would be more of doing lunges or body squats where your feet are planted athletically on the ground in a, in a good stance. So that's one thing I, you know, try to teach new clients is it's okay to do some of that stuff and add it to your, your program, but you want to do lots of different activities, you know, just like everything in life, they say, you know, do everything in moderation. Well, same thing in the fitness world as well. Right. And that spice of life, they call it, you know, you keep everything, uh, everything rounded that way you're not hurting yourself, especially, I mean, like when you see football players now, in the old days, it was the squats, the, the bench press, and then the, the I guess uh, bench press squats and deadlifts was all they were doing, and that's all they would claim to do. Mm-hmm. And all those guys, you see with the, how they walk around, and you see how Terry Bradshaw walks around, you see all those guys how they walk around. Whereas you see the newer football players, as they've learned functional fitness and they've learned how to treat their bodies like temples and feed it right, and also work out correctly. They look a lot leaner, especially if you look at linemen now compared to 15 years ago. They don't look as robust as they used to. They look a lot trim. They look more like they can, they'll live a lot longer after they get out of the game. Yeah, they're just, I mean, that's just the the time and century that these athletes are coming from now. I'm sure they're even, you know, 100 years from now, we're, they're going to be laughing at our stuff. But <laughs> yeah, but just seeing like the new, the new style of, you know, every you know, going to sticking with football, I mean, what kind of talent they have on their team, like the, the best chiros and physical therapists and aides that all help them. And you watch videos of them working out and they'll, they'll still do bench press and heavy squats and powerful like deadlifts and that kind of stuff. 
but in the mix of like a hundred other different exercises right. to make sure that they're going through each plane of, of motion and, and, you know, trying to work every single possible, you know, recruit every muscle fiber you can in each, each specific muscle. And then, tr you know, training for strength, training for power, um, you know, but that's, that's more of the athletic world. It's cool to see. I'm super into all that kind of stuff, but mine is more of the, you know, the average Joe and Jane coming in and, and uh, one of the biggest things we say is, you know, you can still train like an athlete within reason, even though you're not an athlete, but it's just a healthier, more functional way to, you know, be in your body. So, you know, whether it's 20 years old or 80 years old, we train them the same, but just, you know, a little more carefully for the for the elderly. Definitely. You don't want you don't want to lose them in the gym. No, <laughs> <laughs> that'll cause them uh, more headaches in the competition. It'll be uh, all over you for that. It, yeah. Wouldn't be a good business model either. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be on some TV show for that one. <laughs> California. Exactly. <laughs> and that the healing portion, knowing when to to stop, is that something you try to train your, your clients as well? Hey, you know your body. You know what wrong feels like. How do you get that into their head to, hey, I need to just stop and maybe try a different thing or maybe take a break? Yeah. And, and you know, the easiest way to do that is having them start, you know, doing a journal or, or, you know, maybe it's just if they're coming to me, you know, three, usually three times a week would be the max to come to a personal trainer. I'll be asking those questions. You know, how do you feel today? How's your knees? How's your legs? Because it matters how you feel each day. I'm not going to have them do their, you know, their max weight for that day. If, if they're just, their nutrition wasn't good, or maybe they didn't, haven't recovered uh, enough. So we'll skip it. There's a million different exercises we can do and, and ways to go. And uh, another thing I do with, you know, my over 40 is, you know, I'm, I'm more into, you know, full body workouts and very effective and quality workouts. Like we're going back to the time under tension and negatives and that kind of stuff. Um, Cause just the whole theory of, you know, back in the day, the Arnold bodybuilding days where you write your splits off of doing all legs one day, all chest, all back, you know, you can get away with that kind of stuff in your twenties, even though that's not you know, the best, best way to train if, if you're looking for athletic performance and, and functional performance. Um, but that's what we do with our clients. And, you know, if they want to put a little extra focus on a certain body part and we deem it okay for, for the program, we'll, you know, you got to, you also got to be excited about coming too. So, but as long as the core philosophy is, you know, checking in with them, making sure that, you know, health and how you feel is more important than what we're going to do today in the gym. As long as you pass that, we, we proceed. Definitely. And that, that's a good mindset right there because there's a lot of people that uh, will just put their head down and barrel through. And uh, if you're not checking in on them, they oh. will tell you. And they'll say, yeah, I'm fine. And then they'll go home and they'll sit in a nice bath or Epsom salt for hours and then come back to you with three days later and say, oh, that was great. And I just couldn't move yesterday or something. Yep. And that's, that comes down to, you know, the more experienced trainers, we pick up on everything. You know, I pride myself on, on you know, I'll, I'll usually would train uh, semi-private a few people at any given time. And still give them an individualized program, but it helped cut down the costs. But still, you just get so good at reading the room and catching people's vibes and who's lying, who's shaving off reps. But also, if you see a little motion of someone's a little sore somewhere, ah, uh, nope. And, you know, clients don't like to, to speak up, but you got to keep pushing them. Yes, you do not want an injury. You know, the over 40 crowd, it's, it just takes too long to, to recover each time. And it's, you know, not what we want. It actually gets longer and longer each time you get hurt. So, <laughs> yeah. if I'm having these in issues at 42, you know, I can already see, you know, <laughs> see it, yeah. gotta, gotta really take it safe. I was 46 and I tore my rotator. 
doing bench press. But I kept yep. going. I felt it. I knew I knew something bad happened. But I, I said I had to finish had to finish this workout before I go to a doctor. So I kept pushing. It just made it worse. So I just tore it more and more and more. I went to work with just my arm hanging down and well, you, you need to go to a doctor. I said, I got to finish the day. I got to get, I can't list work for this. This is all right. It's just an arm. <laughs> then I finally went to the doctor and I, I got it taken care of, but it took, it took months to come back to near strength. And I stopped doing any uh, bench press from that point. Oh, I guess dumbbell bench press. I do now. Oh, machines yeah. only. I, I only do machines now. So I, I know what I can and can't do. Yeah. And that's, you know, that one does take a long time. They put you in that sling and everything, and it's hard yes. to live your life. But it's actually a, a pretty successful recovery um, and an easy surgery of coming back to kind of full power versus other ones like hip, knees, and all that. You know, even with what they can do nowadays, it's still, you know, you only get back to like 80, 85% just from right. what I've seen with clients and, and family members. And it's how much you want to pay and how much you want to fight it comes into that equation as well. That's so it. Fight, the fight or flight senses will come into effect for many, especially I'm sure you see it with your clients. If those who disappear, you know, that if they just took that flight and left, this is too much for me. I don't want to do this no more. Yep. And, uh, you know, just, and then also going back to the more experienced trainer, you know, knowing someone coming in and, and what they want to do and how aggressive they want to get to it. You know, we also know just being the game one, and that's not the greatest thing for you. Like we were just talking about, but also, we know that if, if you have one little miserable experience and you're too sore, you're most likely not going to come back either. So right. it kind of plays in with the marketing and retention of, uh, you know, the personal training game. And you won't do the things that you're told to do between sessions, like take care of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you won't do that stuff. And it, uh, it works. It works against you in that matter. And I, in the beginning of the show, you talked about the competition where you are. And anyone can just look up Orange County, California and see how many businesses say they're fitness businesses and on, especially on the beach areas, especially people want to look sexy out there and be on that beach. Mm -hmm. How did you get in and maybe give some tips on how you stayed active in, in the industry to fight off all that competition? Yeah. Um, well, one of the big things I learned, I mean, the first thing I did, cause I saw in the industry that everyone was doing more private training. That was kind of the standard or maybe tandem where they, that person brought a friend or a family member. I just knew that was a little, a little too much. And after the 2008 market crash, you know, times were a little bit tough for people financially. And, um, I started and it existed already, but I started pushing the semi-private training as my bread and butter. So, um, you know, three to four people, five, if it gets that crazy, but that's enough to where the trainer can, you know, effectively watch people's form, still talk to them, give them the full experience in like a small private gym. Um, but they've got the camaraderie of other people there, but they know that they're on their own individual program. You know, someone wants to work more on weight loss. Someone wants to work on, you know, body sculpting a little bit or, and some might be, you know, going for more athletics and that's fine. It's easy for someone trained in, in this style to, to do that. Um, and then over time, a lot of other people started doing that. And then the boot camp gyms came in. So the orange theories and, uh, you know, F45s and that kind of stuff. And they took it to another level and boot camps had existed, but not, you know, engineered and manufactured marketing machines like, like these new styles were coming out and they just cut the price even, even half again. So I, I actually made a switch to go after, you know, independent contractors because I already had some, you know, instead of having employees have trainers come in, set up a, a business within themselves, just like a barbershop. Yep. And, uh, you know, give them rules and they, they give me their insurance, but I don't tell them what to do. Therefore, they can never be classified as employees. 
And then I just started marketing only to them. So at one point I had three gyms and I was one of the only games in town where trainers, if they wanted to go out on their own, I was like one of the only homes. Then, you know, fast forward a few more years, then, uh, you know, California passed an awesome law thanks to Uber and Lyft called the AB5 law. And basically it said, okay, well, you can classify employees like this and independent contractors like this, but we're going to add a new rule. Even if you pass all those uh, things to say that, okay, they're not an employee, if that person, that individual does the same type of business as what, as what your business promotes, employee, no matter what. Oh, wow. You're like, you're kidding me. Every nail salon, barbershop, uh, you know, other other private gyms and hair salons that, that run it like this, we all just got decimated. God. And uh, they gave us a year to to fix it on our books. My, you know, my lawyer and accountant are basically like this, you know, you get one labor lawsuit, you're toast. And so, and at that point I was already kind of dwindling down my three gyms to one anyway. So kind of threw a wrench in the the thing there and, you know, COVID came that also didn't help in this process. Right. So at the end result of all of it, you know, I was just like a lot of trainers, we were all kind of forced into the online world, which, uh, you know, I found podcasting was, was awesome and awesome tool. And I loved doing it. And I had already started online training as well. And just found it, you know, even more fulfilling because now I'm not just stuck in a, you know, one mile bubble around my gyms because that's all people would, you know, drive from is, you know, a couple right. miles around because there's too, too many options. And now I've got the entire world, you know, my podcast, I'm, you know, most of it's in the US, but I've got a good chunk in Australia for some reason. <laughs> but but it just teaches you the scalability and then, right. you know, meeting, meeting awesome other podcasters and guests. It's just been a fulfilling experience and I can keep you know, doing, you know, my passion of fitness and, you know, niching for that over 40 crowd. Definitely. And uh, uh, the reach to podcast world is way bigger than I thought it was. Like you said, you have Australia, I have people in Nepal listening to mine, which I'm guessing they're climbing Mount Everest, listening to podcasts or something. I yeah. Have no idea, but I thought that was pretty cool when that popped up. Uh, I had a couple of guests from Australia and New Zealand early on in my podcast. They were amazing. So hopefully you can get some guests from that side as well. And that also helps you grow the your Pacific fleet there. So yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> now, like I told you when we were writing back and forth, my daughter just got, got NASM uh, certified. But she was doing the online fitness before that, and she had the books and everything. She just wasn't certified yet. And she went and got certified. And now she's that gym that's at the beginning of my show, Trifecta, mm-hmm. is where she's an, she's an independent contractor there. Oh, very cool. What you were saying. So she has, I think, three classes, three times a week, so three-hour classes. That she does there and she she loves it and i i told her when she gets once they made her independent contractor try to form her own llc to to protect that is that Absolutely. something you had your your contractors do as well oh yeah i mean they'd all have to have their business license and you know for most of the for most of them they were um okay as sole proprietors but when you start getting doing more online stuff and you're going outside of like california with some clients it's better to protect yourself with uh, LLC. I happen to be an S corp because I just had multiple gyms and needed a little bit more protection. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely uh, having that LLC, just the you know, the protection you need for, you know, this, this day and age. And that's good. It's good that she got there. I would only recommend, you know, I told you I'd talk to her if she ever wants to talk to a, a gym owner that's been in the business. And my first thing will be don't, don't open up a brick and mortar gym. No way. And at least, 
tell me, promise me, you'll never do it in California. <laughs> I'll be surprised if she ever leaves here. <laughs> but if, uh, yeah, she's enjoying being a personal trainer and then, you know, the online world, I mean, she should do podcasting or something to, to bring in that, uh, that audience as well. And I think she'd, she'd be happy with that. Definitely. I'll let her know and I'll, I'll, I'll link you two together. I'll give her your email address. Let her get, make the first step. Yeah. Forcing her to do anything. <laughs> so if you can give tips or tricks to someone that's getting into the industry, if you had three of them that were, could have been given to you when you started, what would that be? Yeah. One is, you know, go find it. You know, if you want to go the route of working for a chain gym, it's a little rough, but they do teach you a lot and get you certified. Um, if you don't want that, it's okay. You know, get, get certified on your own and go look for a, a private gym to go rent space from, you know, unless you really have the passion for brick and mortar, do it way later. I kind of just jumped into it and went there first at the same time as being a personal trainer. Had I gone back and just worked on marketing, which was my passion too, um, just on myself, not my entire gym, you know, I, I'd have been way better off and just killing it and only having to pay a small amount of rent to the house. And then I could have, you know, met everybody. And if I wanted to start a gym at that point, I'd already have built in business ready to go or all the marketing I would have been doing in my own website and all that kind of stuff. I could have really pushed at that time, you know, the online world a lot quicker too. So, but uh, the other part is, you know, never stop learning, you know, certifications only can teach you so much. The chain gyms can only teach you so much, you know, reach out to other people, not just in your community, but out there across America, you know, across the world, because everyone thinks differently. Everyone has cool little tips and tricks and different styles in the fitness world. And just the more knowledge you gain, the, the more powerful and better trainer you become. Awesome. Thank you for sharing it. And Brad, how does someone get in contact with you? What's the best way to find you? Yeah. So uh, right now, just my podcast, Over 40 Fitness Hacks, just on your favorite podcast, you know, iTunes and Spotify is the biggest ones. Um, and then my website is uh, over 40 fitness hacks and 40 is four zero spelled out. And then the, we have contact form on there and my email address. And uh, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out, that's the best way. Awesome. And the website is scrolling across the bottom right now. So if you can see that and take a visual picture of it, you got it. It'll also be in the show notes so you can reach out to Brad and get his tips, tricks, and maybe have him train you to, to have a functional life over 40. Awesome. Brad, thanks, thanks for coming on and thanks for taking some of your time to hang out with the Misfit Nation. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rich, for having me on the show. No problem. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are...